0: Hey everyone, I'm Sydney, I'm Anjana, and I'm EPSA, and welcome to Reimagined. So the three of us recently graduated from college, and now we're navigating the world of postgrad experiences during a year that definitely has been quite the catalyst for change.
1: This podcast is going to be a platform for young women to think critically about the society we currently live in and have meaningful discussions on creating a better future. Every Thursday, two of us will be interviewing women who are rethinking and reshaping our workplaces, politics, the environment, entire industries, or even just their own lives.
0: So follow us as we navigate our own personal and professional journeys and meet some kick-ass women along the way.
1: We hope their stories empower you to reimagine your own journey. Whatever you're passionate about, reimagine it.
0: Sydney. Okay. What we're like months into quarantine. I feel like I'm out of my Netflix phase a little and I'm more into my YouTube phase. Who are you watching right now? Like what's up?
1: Definitely all the old Viners like Cody Coe. Yes. I get like every week when they put out a new video, I just get a bit happier and that's like oh my, my go to go to for watching. What about you? Wait,
0: I love that. I love first of all, I love Cody Co. He's so funny. He's so funny. Um I know. I would say <laughs> right now it's been yeah a lot of Cody Co. And I really love Emma Chamberlain.
1: I think she's mm-hmm. so precious and I just love watching her videos. Yeah. What how would you say to like who you watch today versus who you used to watch? Like who were you watching back in like middle school?
0: Oh, boy. Back in middle school, I was genuinely just watching makeup videos or, like, Mm -hmm. middle school clothing hauls. I was even watching a high school get ready with me's in middle school. But I would say a lot of the content back then was super, like, picture perfect and highly saturated and stuff. Oh, yeah. Not at all what it is today. Like what about you, Sid? What would you watch back in the day? Definitely
1: like blog a lot. I, oh. I started following her <laughs> back in like seventh grade. Oh, she's, she's like, she's built an empire now. It's insane. Um, But yeah. And especially within like the fitness world, I feel like back then it was mm-hmm. always about like video like titles would be mm. you know like lose fat in 10 days or like get like click baby big butt yeah. and skinny waist yep yeah. um but now you're right i think in every like type of content on youtube like beauty fitness whatever it is um people are just becoming more vulnerable and like having more like authentic conversations with their audience and i i love that because i think it's so much more relatable I
0: completely agree. I feel as if people are just more transparent and it's super refreshing. And that's exactly what our guest today, Amanda Castillo, she has been on YouTube since high school and she's really grown her platform from having those beauty videos to now having more food videos that kind of follow her vegan lifestyle to now more post-grad lifestyle-esque videos. And she has had content that is more vulnerable and open. And it's been really cool to see her shift from the social media movement, from being so picture perfect to now being more
1: vulnerable and transparent. We had a great time chatting with Amanda on the podcast and learning more about what it takes to be a successful YouTuber. It's, it's definitely not easy. And with that, we present to you, Amanda.
0: Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have an awesome guest, Amanda Castillo. She went to Cal Poly and she's currently living in LA. She's amassed over 338,000 subscribers and over 21 million views on her channel. And she has over 23,000 followers on Instagram. Her platform has definitely transferred throughout her years of experience, just growing up and being you know, a college student to post-grad life. So we're really excited to chat with Amanda and just hear how YouTube started for her and how it's really helped her grow. To the type of person she is today. Ooh. <laughs>
2: well thanks for having me ladies I'm excited.
1: <laughs> to kick us off could you tell us a bit about where your journey with YouTube started like how did it begin for you?
2: Yeah of course so what's actually super funny a lot of people don't know this but I made my first YouTube channel my freshman year of high school and wow. I think I got over like 200 subscribers, mm-hmm. maybe 300, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I ended up deleting it because my mom was sharing it on Facebook with all of our family <laughs> members. And I got super <laughs> shy. She and was so proud it. of you. She was so proud of me. I was like, oh I was like, mom, stop it. But she kept on doing it. Oh, so I ended <laughs> up deleting that. And then the summer going into my junior year of high school, that's when I made the YouTube channel with the name It's Mandarin. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it started really right before into my junior year and I really only made it just to have fun I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys but I really learned everything on YouTube like how to apply eyeliner and what's the Mm -hmm. best way to apply foundation and I was obsessed with it and that's when I kind of thought to myself like this looks kind of easy like I should do it myself and yeah that's kind of where it started.
1: I love how you just went for it too with posting youtube videos because like for me personally that's scary like i don't want to be putting myself like on a camera and being so like open with just strangers on the internet so i think it's awesome that you were so bold in starting so early with that and continuing it till today
0: so now you're done the whole year of postgrad how would you say your youtube content has changed over the years and what aspects of your growth and lifestyle are reflected in your channel and products you promote
2: yeah. So I honestly got really lucky in how my um, channel has progressed because mm-hmm. now I'm able to promote so many different products that my, ch- that my channel kind of is about. So mm-hmm. to kind of give you guys more detail, like when I first started my channel back in high school, I was all about the beauty. Mm-hmm. I did all the, I wouldn't say basic, but all the very common like YouTube videos, like what's in my bag and makeup tutorials mm-hmm. and monthly favorites. And I, I was all about that. And then I think when I got into my senior year of high school, um, that's when like my channel kind of exploded. I came out with like a how how to get ready for prom or how I got ready for prom. And that one got like over a million views in a few months, like super crazy. And that's when my channel went from like under 10,000 subscribers to like over 40. And then when I went into my freshman year of college, um, I was like, that's when I hit my 100,000 subscriber mark. And that's when I was really into veganism. Mm-hmm. So I went mm-hmm. vegan my senior year of high school, but I didn't go like fully into it until I went, went to college. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's when I gained a lot of my followers. Um, I started posting like, you know, how I cook vegan food in the dorm. And a lot of people are about that mm-hmm. in my um, food halls and stuff like that. And now my channel has kind of become this kind of hybrid of, makeup videos which I do on um, you know sometimes but I'm I've been leaning more towards food I've been trying to so mm-hmm. I'll, sometimes I'll like get sponsored by clothing companies like um, Princess Polly or I'll get sponsored by like I don't know like Hello Fresh you know like companies that like want you to promote food or beauty mm-hmm. or you know whatever so now it's kind of become a little bit of everything which I kind of like
0: <laughs> wait that's fun you wear many different hats and stuff yeah definitely And so with, you know, wearing many different hats, I noticed you started promoting some more women's health, sexuality products on your Instagram, which I think is great. It's really good to make these topics not taboo. But Amanda, I must know, were you like super shy or intimidated or just scared to promote these since it's a little bit different than the content you promote? My God, I was
2: terrified. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Because a lot of my close friends, all even through high school, I was such an innocent girl. Right. Really shy. Mm Um, I'm not like very provocative on my Instagram. If I post something with a little bit of cleavage, I'm like, oh gosh, like cringe. (laughs) And on top of that, I have a lot of family members that follow me. Right. I mean and your mom like might reshare your
0: contact.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly my mom literally has no barriers <laughs> so when I got that email so that was like bush was that company that like mm-hmm. um they like do the clitoral vibrator or whatever and they emailed mm-hmm. me saying we'll pay you x amount to do an instagram post and it wasn't a crazy amount it's the amount I would normally do for a sponsored post mm-hmm. um but for some reason I lo- I thought about it their message is what got me it was like we are trying to empower women about their sexuality. We, you know, it's very taboo to masturbate and it really shouldn't be because you see it in movies all the time with guys. Like, you know, it's like winking yep, yeah. it and it's it's no problem. But with a girl, it's like a little bit taboo. And, you know, like you said, that's de- that definitely shouldn't be the case. I mean, we're human just like men. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, like their message behind their product is what really got me and promoting it. I got some of the best comments and feedback I've ever gotten. Any Whoa. That's like crazy. So like thousands of likes, so many comments from people being like, yes, girl, like go you. That. Thank you for like promoting this. Like girls from my high school, mm-hmm. college, like my own cousins. I was like, okay, like this. Wow. Is so that's why, I mean, um, like I get kind of confused like when people ask me, mm-hmm. like, oh, what's your channel about? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everything that I love, you know, makeup, beauty, food. Mm. all the
1: above and then what would you say resonates the most with your audience
2: oh definitely the food videos mm-hmm. every time I do upload a what I eat in a day or mm. honestly it's mostly what I eat in a day or like a Trader Joe's haul those videos do I so s- well for I some saw reason. your fall
1: haul from Trader Joe's I love that vibe so about oh, it
2: <laughs> thank you I don't know why but people are like always like loving the Trader Joe's haul it's like even if I do like a Whole Foods haul they don't mm. do as well as Trader Joe's. And I'm just mm. like, Trader Joe's, just please sponsor TJ's, YouTubers. Man. They don't sponsor anybody here. Dude,
0: speaking of Trader Joe's and sponsorships, I mean, I don't have one. But I watch every single Trader Joe's haul on my feed because I just love that place. But
1: anyway, <laughs> throughout your YouTube journey, what would you say were some of the most difficult things with managing your channel or managing growth? And were there ever times that you wanted to quit?
2: Yeah, I I would say that YouTube definitely became stressful as soon as I had to file my taxes. And Mm -hmm. that was freshman year of college. Because like I said, I like started my channel initially just to have fun. Mm -hmm. And when my channel like was close to 100,000 subscribers, I got my first manager and I got an agent my freshman year of college. And like, if you think about it, like I, you know, I was 18, like I was super young and I was getting all this money. It wasn't crazy money, but it was right. like if, if I was working like, I don't know, a part time, full time job when I'm just filming videos. So okay. the money was exciting and everything. And then I remember um, because I had that manager, I didn't have to, um, you know, deal with my sponsorships like I didn't have to negotiate. I didn't have mm-hmm. to formally write these emails or, you know, make rate cards and look through analytics and all of that Mm -hmm. thing. So he really did all of the business side of YouTube for me. And when it came to taxes, I found someone to do them for me. I was just not about it. Right. And then my senior year of high school, that's when, you know, oh, not high school, my senior year of college. Sorry. Um, That's when life kind of hits you hard because, you know, you're about to graduate, go into the real world and really had to take a step back and Ask myself like, am I going to be like pursuing YouTube as a career, or am I actually going to use my degree? Like, because I mean, throughout college, I, all the money that I made through YouTube, I spent it on my tuition. So I, mm-hmm. I really don't have this giant amount that I've saved. It's, it all mm-hmm. went through college. So I'm like asking myself like, am I going to like use my degree? Like all the money I, you know, all the money I made off YouTube and my, you know, for me, I was like, I definitely do want to use my degree. So. Uh, My manager noticed that he was like, okay, Amanda, you're not posting consistently. You're not answering my emails back. I could tell you're just not into it. And, you know, he was like, I have a lot of other clients that are pursuing YouTube as their full-time job, but we both decided that it was best to just like, you know, part part ways and Mm -hmm. him focus on his clients because I really just wasn't doing a lot on my end. So when I graduated from college, that's when I was like, wait, I actually do want to like do YouTube a lot. And that's when I moved to LA. And Mm. that's when it hit me hard. I had to figure out how to negotiate my own prices Mm. and how to formally write emails. A lot of my college roommates were business majors. So I would literally send them screenshots (laughs) like, guys, please help me. How do I write this email? So it was a lot of just, you know, trial Mm. and error, practicing all of these things on my own. But now I could like say, okay, I have got a hang of things, but it's taken mm-hmm. me like so long to you know kind of get the hang of things. But I, I definitely have have had moments where I'm just like I don't know if I want to do YouTube, especially when I look at my friends that you know they got their degree in college and they're actually using it in like a full time job, and I'm over here like dang, like I'm so just like filming videos online, you <laughs> know, you know, and, you know, and I, like it, that's when I kind of feel guilty and I kind of doubt myself and. Especially when um I work hours on like filming and editing a video. It takes me like a week to make it and then I upload it and it gets like less than half the views I expected it to get. So all of these things definitely like, you know, make me like sad and you know, kind of like discourage me from continuing to make YouTube videos. But when I see comments from people mm-hmm. and, you know, constant support from others that I don't even know personally, I'm like, okay, this is why I'm making YouTube videos. Like I still got supporters out there somewhere, so yeah, it's definitely kind of like a, a hill. It's a wave, you know? yeah. Yeah, a
0: yeah. wave. Wow, okay, wait, how did you fully know like when you graduated, okay, like I really do wanna pursue YouTube, like what internally was like, oh, like I really have to do this?
2: Um, I what think, it, it? okay, yeah, that was a good question. It, it was definitely the summer um, after I graduated. I, so a lot of my friends, they, you know, a lot of people do this after co- um, graduating college. They take this like mm. huge, you know, travel trip or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of my friends went to um, Asia, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the money for it because I mean, I I don't really come from a lot of money. My mom doesn't really support me, so I was like, I'm just gonna stay home with my family, chill, kind of figure yeah. out what I want to do. And throughout that entire summer, I was being consistent with my YouTube videos. I was like posting a lot, and my channel was growing. And that's when I kind of, Ooh. you know, told myself like, okay, if I actually put in the work, I'll see the benefits. Mm-hmm. And um, I also realized like this, if I just stop making YouTube videos, this is me throwing an opportunity down the trash. Cause mm-hmm. I I'm so lucky to have the amount of followers that I have. There are, like you said, it's having a YouTube channel super popular nowadays, or, you know, being really famous on TikTok or Instagram. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like everyone knows someone that has a following it's that Mm -hmm. common Mm -hmm. and I think for me to just like throw that away and me be like and I'm gonna have a real job and you know just pretend social media doesn't care like it I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me so it was definitely the summer after college and I'm like I I could definitely try to balance the two you know find a job that can use my degree while still also doing YouTube videos. And
1: what was your degree? Nutrition. Would you say that you ever leverage that background when it comes to creating fitness content or health and wellness related videos for your YouTube channel?
2: No, 100%. I mean, I feel like when I'll do um, certain like food videos, I love talking about um, why it's important to stay healthy or like the health tips that I like to give. But at the same time, I have to remind myself like, and they tell us this in college too, do not give nutrition advice if you're you're not a registered dietitian. And I decided to not go down that route because I was like, I don't know if I want to spend ten thousand dollars to go to school to you know get a credential that I may or may not use. So um, I'll sometimes use that, but I actually didn't mention this yet. But I like pursued health coaching after graduating because I was like I need to have a certificate Whoa. in something. Yes. So um, I found this online school that's like under the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches. And I have to take the board exam in February, but I I got my certificate and everything. So now I could like say when I'm like giving health advice, like I'm a certified health coach, not a, not a dietitian, but you know, I, I guess I, it gives me some sort of credentials to say stuff. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Wait, I think it's so cool that you almost now have like a hybrid of your degree, your interests and really what you want to pursue. I think that's awesome. But I'm sure it was hard to land on that when it just always seems like people after college well, not always, but it just looks like they use their degree immediately and they have this job, which can sometimes come across perfect. Like it looks perfect. Someone has this job, they're using their degree, but I can assure you like 90% of the time people are just doing work that is mundane and they're not entirely passionate about it, but at least you get to produce content and you know, it's having positive impact on people and you're putting in the work, but I'm sure like you don't love editing all your videos all the time, but at least you're seeing direct impact.
2: So true. Yeah. And th- that's a good point too. I mean, I'll, I have some friends that, you know, they constantly complain about their jobs. And another one that literally is quitting theirs and just wow. going to get unemployment because I think with, especially with COVID, now that you don't see the benefits from your workplace, like, you know, some of them will have like ice cream bar. Dude, like, they do that Tuesday. for a reason. Yeah. They do that for a reason because your job pretty much is stressful and it, it kind of sucks, but yeah. all these perks really make it worth it. And Now that COVID, you know, and this pandemic has like Mm -hmm. made everyone stay at home and not having these perks, it makes people realize like, wait, I actually don't like my job. And it's kind of like a sad thing to see, but at the same time, we're all so young. So we have so much time to, you know, find something else that we actually like.
1: And you found what you really loved doing back in 2013 when you started creating YouTube videos and now you're living in LA, which is essentially the heart of the YouTube and influencer community what has that been like what has it been like living in Los Angeles
2: it's it's honestly been so great living in LA because I feel constantly inspired by these like new people that I'll I'll see they like they have their own like clothing business or they'll some people will make their own candles or some will have their own shop on Etsy and mm-hmm. you know like I'll I like literally like just met this one person he like is um, working downtown as a security guard, also has his own podcast, also has his own clothing line. So people here are hustlers. And deep down, that's totally what I am too. I mean, Mm. and on top of that, just like having a following, it's made me feel very small and normal because (laughs) everyone in LA has a following. I swear, like the most normal person you'll talk to. Not that normal is bad. I mean like literally I'm so normal too. And it's like, whoa wow. Like I'm really so small in this like big city. Is there anything that you don't like about that
1: experience? Can it be like a lot of pressure being in that environment?
2: I would say it's very, very common with a lot of YouTubers. And that is something that I don't like. Um like I'll see I'll follow so many people and they're all filming videos in LA. Um and I'm like it's it's kind of cool following someone when their lifestyle is so different from yours. right? right. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be an end goal.
1: Being surrounded then by, you know, you were saying there are so many content creators and influencers in LA. How do you approach your content so that it stands out?
2: If I'm being honest, I mean, I would say my content is very similar to a lot of other YouTubers. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I do try to you know do is to like separate myself from a lot of other ones is I don't dress flashy I don't really like designer brands and not that that's bad but a lot of YouTubers like when they're out here it's because they're doing very sick like they're doing very well for themselves so they'll buy houses and they'll buy all this like designer stuff and you know show you their like beautiful lifestyle and for me I'm just like I don't mind filming myself like in pajamas all day microwaving like vegan mac and cheese and then watching netflix because that is literally me you know so i try to just showcase my personality as much and then show people that i'm such an average like normal person just like living in los angeles kind of like doing things to get by so yeah. i guess that's one thing that kind of lets me stand out but <laughs> that's, that's
1: also it's so cool though that because that's something that you're like, you don't have to try to be yourself, it's just being yourself, and I feel like that's so much more relatable than being the like, you know, I'm making a video, but I'm wearing like some hype streetwear, like $500 sweater. Um, and I did notice when watching some of your videos, you did just have a very like genuine, authentic personality that I think just kind of stands out on its own. So,
2: oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what would you say? were some of like the biggest lessons you've learned from managing your YouTube and like social media platforms all on your own.
2: I would say one of the biggest lessons I've learned and that I'm still trying to incorporate now is being organized is so important when having your own business. Um, because I'm naturally not I'm naturally not in a very organized person and I I forget things all the time. Like I'll literally have to write down everything that I like that I re- remember in the at the moment because I know I'll forget it later on. And like, so yeah, I mean, if there's anyone out there that wants to start their own business or maybe wants to start their own YouTube channel, I highly recommend picking a day out of the week to post. Look at your look at analytics, see when everyone is going on YouTube and then figure out, okay, maybe three days before, allocate some of that time for editing, find a day to shoot. And then also find days throughout the week to post on Instagram to be consistent. There And you know, it's crazy because when you're like being, a social media influencer you really have to be popping on every single social media platform and i get told this all the time to like post on tiktok and be consistent but guys i swear i'm such a boomer i don't know how to make tiktoks I it's so Dude, hard for me tiktok They're is hard. so
0: hard to understand i loved it like just going on tiktok just like watching it i have to ask my 13 year old sister how to edit a video and she's like you're so dumb <laughs> upset it's like
2: this but what? it's so hard to record on that app. I swear right? to you, I don't get it. Right, I swear, like if you were born like in 1997 or like 1990, like eight or like lower, mm-hmm. it's like TikTok is so hard. I don't know, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but yeah, it's so difficult to use. So yeah, I, I think being consistent was like one of the biggest lessons I've learned because if you're not posting consistently, people will forget about your channel, unsubscribe. Right. And coming back from that is- even harder to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you ever feel like there were times where like school was really busy and you like weren't posting as much and you're like oh shoot how do I like how would you bring yourself back into relevancy?
2: Literally looking back I don't even know how I did it because from freshman year to like senior year I pretty much posted like every week or every other week. You know, there were definitely times where I like it had to be every other week if there was that was going through finals or like something. Midterms and stuff, yeah. Or midterms, which when you're going to Cal Poly or like any college with the quarter system, like that comes so quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So fast. Yeah, it's really, really hard. And like I look back and, and I think if I didn't go to college and if I just focused on YouTube right after high school, I possibly could have done a lot better on my channel. I maybe could have like you know thousands of subscribers more than I do right now but at the same time I look back and I'm like I've made so many great experiences in college I met some of the best some of my bestest friends and I also have a degree out of it so it's it's really really hard to balance the two I mean I'll look at youtubers that are going through college and like on god swear I'll see them and I think in my head oh gosh like I really really hope their channel survives. Cause I've seen this with so many YouTubers, their channel just slows down once they hit college. Cause you want to live in the moment, right? Like right. there's parties every weekend. You got tests to do, you got people to meet. So posting consistently gets really hard for sure.
0: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and I feel like you got the most bang for your buck. You still maintain your yeah. channel. You made awesome friends. Like you have a degree. You did that yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I in no so LA. <laughs>
0: We kind of wanted to talk about how you're reimagining your content because when watching one of your most recent videos, Why Your Twenties Are Stressful, which is a great video, Sydney and I were both talking about it last night. Um, we noticed people were being super open and vulnerable in the comments. So, how can influencers and content creators reimagine the content they produce to create that open space and continue to have, you know, vulnerable conversations?
2: That's a great question. I think um, maybe like if, if a YouTuber really wanted to be open about that and have, you know, talk about, a, you know, deep conversation with like their viewers, I would definitely say start off the video. Well, first of all, have a very calm setting, clean background, beautiful lighting, and just just so people can focus on you and the words that you're saying. And then also just starting off the video saying like, this is gonna be an open space. If you are going through the same thing, if you wanna talk about it, let me know let me know down below in the comments definitely telling people that will remind them to do that i think i mentioned it maybe two or three times in the video and i think that's why i got more comments than i expected and a lot of those were like paragraphs which is pretty crazy so i think honestly like if you're going through anything that's really difficult and this goes out to anyone that has like you know a platform or anything make a video on it talk about it share your experience because there are definitely going to be thousands of people out there that are going through the same thing. And I think it's so crazy too like our generation is connected more than ever with social media, but a lot of us continue to feel really alone when we're going through something that's like, you know, very troubling. Yeah. Um so I think we got like we're really lucky having social media as like a way to communicate so we can like talk about it on Instagram stories or on TikTok or make a YouTube video and people will be there to support us or you know give give their own like story and how they're doing awesome and
1: what is it like because we were reading the comments and we're like wow like people are being so honest and like in that video you really sparked a conversation that's like hard to have and people may not have friends or or family to talk about with so just Mm -hmm. like what does it feel like when you see those comments when people reach out to you like saying hey this is like something I really needed to hear like thank you Oh my
2: God. It feels so amazing. Like it, it's, it's kind of like when someone, you see someone fall in the distance and you're like, Oh my God, let me help you. And they're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. And you happen to have a bandaid on them. And you just made their day. It's kind of like that. It's like, well, I kind of feel like a, like a superhero. Cause Aww. I said some, I said some words online and those words made someone's day or comforted th- them in some way. Cause knowing that someone else is going to do the same thing. So if anything, it's a huge reminder for me, knowing that there's power behind having a lot of followers and whatever you say can definitely impact people in some sort of way. So it definitely makes me happy knowing that, you know, people like the things that I say. I've i like shared a lot of deep, dark things on my YouTube channel. I mean, I don't know if I could share them here, but it's like, you can you know, yeah. 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 Like having an eating disorder. I talked about that, like when I was graduating high school and then my dad passing away and then now like graduating college and going through this like whole quarter life crisis, people really relate to right. you know, the worst, some of our worst moments in life, because, you know, a lot, a lot of the times you don't hear it from other people, you mm-hmm. know, you, we, we try to hide that. So people think that our life is so perfect and pristine, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really great. Like, you know, sharing and knowing that I can have an impact in some sort of way.
0: I think that's so sweet, and like what you said, with we all try and have like this picture perfect life on Instagram Instagram is a highlight reel, as they say, and like social media is a highlight reel. But we all go through shit. Like we all go through like the worst possible times. But again, like no one wants to be vulnerable, and like these people we follow on social media, like like some of the comments, like people called you their role model. Like someone was like 28, and she was like, "Amanda, you're my role model." So I think it's so cool that like. Literally just, like, not having a video where you're, like, ah, like just not you, but just, like, not having content that's so perfect and just being open, it kind of shows people, oh, my God, like, even someone that I follow and watch yeah. goes through the same thing that I do. Mm-hmm. It is quite refreshing.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, like, it, it's so crazy to see someone that's, like, older than me saying that yeah. because I think to myself, like, oh, yeah, when I'm 28, when I'm 30, I'm going to have everything figured out. But that is so not the case. Like, we're still so young. And yeah. I mean, like I mentioned in that video, a lot of us try to, you know, accomplish so many things in our 20s so that we can reap the benefits and enjoy life in our 30s, 40s and beyond. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life is really just like, you know, I don't know. It's like we have so much time for everything. Um, so it's yeah, it's really comforting seeing people that are older than me saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going through the worst time in my life right now. And, you know, and that's okay anything I do want to end it end up by saying like if there's anyone out there that wants to start their own channel or make their own TikTok or something like it's never ever too late to start Mm. and some of us will really just explode faster than others so don't feel discouraged if you're making content and it's not getting viewed or if it's not getting the feedback that you want because when you put in more work or if you manifest that thing it's gonna happen it's gonna happen
0: (laughs) I love that you mentioned manifesting I mean it definitely works But I just wanted to say, Amanda, thank you so much just for sitting down with us, sharing your experience, and just giving some tips and tricks to people that could be interested in creating their own platform and just helping them understand the impact that their social media presence can have, and definitely a positive one. So yeah, thanks again. We really appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners do as well.
2: Oh my god, of course. Thank you guys for having me. This is actually so much fun.
1: You can listen to our podcasts weekly on Spotify or Apple Music and find our blog at thereimaginepodcast.com. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn at The Reimagined Podcast to stay up to date on all the things we're reimagining.